so tell me your best confession story. Either like something that embarrassing that happened or something that you thought was I don't know, just do you have like a best Man, like a confession do I story? Have a best confession story. Um I no, the only thing that I can really think of, I, I this is pretty lame. I don't really have a best confession story. The only thing I can think of is uh, the one time where I was like talking about someone in confession. It was like me trying, I don't know, to do someone else's confession for them. I think in the confessional and the, I, I mean, I wasn't trying to. I was like, I was working. <laughs> I was like talking about someone else, you know, like in the confessional and being like, I think this is the problem with this person, you know? And then the priest is like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, okay. Like it's not, it's not about this. That's not what a confessional is, dude. Like talk about yourself. Fair like, enough. Leave the other person out of the confessional. Um, Fair enough. That was kind of an embarrassing moment for me in the confessional. I was like, Ooh, that was humbling. Uh, okay. But I didn't, I've never had like a, one of those crazy confessions where you know, you get slapped with something really, really hard or something. Like, what are you doing? And nothing like that. Or- so for me, I was, I was in the seminary. So I, I, because the Lord loves me and he's way too good to me. Um, so I entered the seminary in January of 2010. So 12 years ago. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. hard to believe. Just hit um, and the seminary had already been planning a pilgrimage to Rome. Uh, as I was applying. Um, so actually, it was, it was funny. My interviews were in October. And at the end of the interview, when they told me that they were going to accept me to the seminary, they handed me the packet of information to fill out. They said, by the way, in March, we're going to Rome. You need to fill out all this information, get us your passport so we can get you a ticket. It's like, I'm joining the seminary. I'm going to Rome. That's great. <laughs> so then, like, in those first few months of seminary, I'm learning a whole lot of things. And I'm with these guys that are very holy and they're making me aware of sins that I didn't know were sins and <laughs> things that I had done. And I was like, that's a mortal sin. Like, I didn't know that. And um, so I had all these, all these sins. And I was like, well, if there was ever a place to confess them, St. Peter's Basilica. So I was like, you know, I, I'm holding on to all this stuff. I bring it over to Rome with me. And I, I finally have the courage. I mean, I'm, and now I'm going to talk about things with some priests that I've never talked about in person before. And, like, I'm, like, ready to bear my soul. Like, now I have, like, real sins to confess instead of what I would normally bring, you know, the twice a year that I would go to confession. And I'm in line. Like, at St. Peter's, they obviously, they have priests that speak languages from all around the world. Um, so I'm in line for the English booth. It says English clear <laughs> on the door. Uh, and I'm talking to people in line in English. So obviously, we all read the same sign. We were speaking the same language. And, like, I'm getting super nervous. I'm sweating more than I am now in this hot room. Um, <laughs> and I finally get into the bit. You know, it's one of the old school confessionals. And I, I draw the curtain. I kneel down. And and the priest has an accent. But he, you know, he says in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And and I, you know, bless you, Father. And I, I bear my soul to him. And I get all of it off my chest. And, um I'm just waiting for his profound uh, advice and merciful whatever. And he says in like the most broken English, one our father. <laughs> and then he absolves me. <laughs> that's that's good. It was the most anticlimactic <laughs> experience ever. 
I had to, I left and I was like, was I really forgiven? <laughs> he just, you, your, I was. Your sins were so intense that he did not have the English to handle Oh, them. my goodness. <laughs> now I know that's not true because now I sit on the other side of that screen. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, they were low on English-speaking priests and that guy knew enough English. You know how to say our to father. Get the, yeah. One our father. <laughs> Pretty sure everybody got one our father that day. That's interesting because when I went to Europe. And I'll tell you this, as a priest, I would not give me one our father <laughs> with what I gave. Anyway. But, uh, when I went to Europe, the, I, it's funny because I'm like, everywhere I went, I made sure I knew how to say one beer, please, in whatever <laughs> right. language it was. But I, when I'm not a priest. If I'm a priest, I better know how to say one our father in whatever. Yeah, that's not a skill I ever thought I would need, but now you've. <laughs> The, the beer, not the Our Father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vel- Velka Piva Prosim. That's Czech. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think that's a big well, deal, please. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I think it's obvious what our topic is today. Beer. <laughs> We're drinking our decaps. <laughs> uh, confession. The great sacrament. A great sacrament, one that scares everybody or it in or it whatever. It's an odd sacrament. And it, it's a it's, how people approach it. Yeah, it's a, it's like I I think it's the most human sacrament. Yeah. I do. I think it's the most Explain human sacrament. I agree with you, but what do you mean I by think, that? I think you you talk about the other things. I mean, yes, you can make a, a baptism, right? You can say, okay, we all take baths or showers to cleanse ourselves. That's fine. Um, you can say, okay, the Eucharist, we all eat to nourish ourselves. So there's that. But I think that with confession, confirmation is a different story. I think that's a, that's a little bit less commonly human. Like there is that that sense of, of reinforcement that you need, encouragement to do anything big and daunting, but, but confession, we all screw up and we all have people who hurt us and every single human yearns for that reconciliation with each other to mend those, especially with the relationships that matter most to us. And ironically, the relationships that matter the most to us are the ones that we if you, if you step back, those are the ones we work the best to undermine, right? Like we, I am, I'm way worse and say things to my wife that I would never say to a stranger at Aldi, <laughs> like never. Right. I, and I'm like, how can I be so mean to this woman that I love and to my parents? How can I, I look back at some of that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do I treat my parents this way sometimes? And, uh, these are these relationships to my kids, the same thing. And so it's we get it. We get the fact that we hurt each other and we are hurt by each other and that instinctive desire to mend those fences. That you have to both hear mm. that you're forgiven, but you also have to hear the person say they're sorry. Right, right. That's that, – you're absolutely right because it, it just – I mean, not as a priest, it's this pet peeve of mine that, oh, I, you know, I already told God that I'm sorry for these things. Well, okay, that's that's the equivalent of, you know, I hurt you, so in the private of my, in the quiet of my room, I'm sorry, Paul. 
<laughs> you right. would never hear that apology. Right. Oh, well, God's everywhere. He hears everything. Yeah, but that's, that's not the, the personal way that he asked you to come to him to seek forgiveness and reconciliation. You have to go to him. In this sacrament, it's in the person of the priest. You have to say out loud, I'm sorry for these things. And then you hear from God, again, through the priest, that you're forgiven, that you are absolved, and to go in peace. Which is the best thing, right? Because when we do screw up and and injure people that we love and people that maybe we don't love, but when we, we... that's not a guarantee. You can go penitently to your neighbor and be like, I am so sorry that I have been throwing my leaves over the fence into your yard. Yeah. And he can look at you and just say, I hate you. <laughs> and I do not forgive you, right? And God never does that. Never. Never, which is so never. awesome. Like going to confession is the best way to say sorry because you know at the end God will say I forgive you I love you and it's it's awesome. every time and not only does he forgive us but the sin is wiped away from God's eternal memory it's as if it's not as if it is the sin had never existed when we we're forgiven so unlike your neighbor who will hopefully forgive you He'll still remember right. that you're a sloppy neighbor. Yeah, he might raise you're the fence. Even, even your wife, you know, she'll forgive you uh, for, you know, whatever the fight was that you may have had, but she'll never forget the things that you said. You'll never forget the things that she said. You'll forgive each other, but God forgets it. It's wiped clean. Yeah, he chooses to obliterate it. He, it's forgiven. It's gone. Um, which is just shows even more powerful his mercy and his love. Right. Like the image behind you, divine mercy, right? Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. And so that's... So I think, Paul, it's important for us to look at the scriptures oh, and to it. see... You're, you're, our, you're our resident scripture guy. That is... <laughs> you're that is Bible Paul. Wildly. So wildly where does the authority... Why, why do you have to come to a priest... To be forgiven. Where do we see Jesus? Because that's, that's a common a common uh, question and criticism of the church. Right. Why do I have to go to a priest to be forgiven? Right. Jesus is my only mediator, right? Like, I don't— Right. Why can't I sit—why can't I look at that crucifix, this beautiful image of divine mercy, and say, I'm sorry, Lord. Right. Why do I have to go to that guy right. who's a sinner like me? And it's, it's true. I'm the biggest sinner in this room. The biggest sitter That's, in the church. That is absolutely true, by the way. It really Rick, is. Rick and I are good, like <laughs> really good dudes. Holy saints. That's why, that's why I stay close to him. Father Dominic. Uh, so why do I got to go to another sinner and be forgiven? What does the scripture say? What did Jesus say? Yeah, so again, this is back-to-back podcast where we're going to our main man, John, the John. beloved disciple, Amen. the only one of the 12 who wasn't killed for his faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, or took his own life. There was that guy too. Um, so we go to John. We go to the end, the end of John. All right. This is after Jesus has risen. This is the risen Christ appearing to the disciples. And uh, so this is John chapter 20. Go towards the end. This is right before he appears to Thomas, the whole doubting Thomas story. Um, so it says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked, the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced. And then Jesus said to them, again, peace be with you. 
as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He knows he's about to go back. He's about to ascend into heaven. And now he's he's commissioning the disciples specifically. These, the twelve apostles. These apostles. Not all of his disciples. All the eleven of them at this point. Exactly. And he's saying, I, and I guess really ten, because Thomas was not there oh, at this point. Oh, okay. So, well, uh, Thomas is included. He's included. He's one of the twelve. And he and and the apostles are also given the the ability to ordain right. their successors. Right. Um, so, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, this is a really profound moment. He breathed on them, and this breath is then passed from them. And then when they do ordain their successors, bishops still breathe. Right there, there's that passing of the breath um, to create their successors. And he said to them, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. He specifically gives them this power. And it's because, again, it's just like we talked about with the Eucharist, right? It's the the recognition in God's wisdom and in the church's wisdom. We are told, we're instructed, we are not just detached intellectual beings. We are a physical being. Right, our body and our souls are intimately linked, and you've got to walk physically somewhere. And and yes, it's you if you're the person if you're the priest hearing confession. It is you, but you're not. You don't have the power to forgive sins. It is Jesus that I'm confessing to, and it's Jesus working through you, through the Holy Spirit to forgive those sins. And so that's that physical act of saying it out loud to in persona Christi, a priest, to another human being. You're, you're meant, and of course it's secret, but that is, that's the act. It's that physical, like, you've got to say this. You've right. got to do this. And, and the Lord knew, since he created humans, that we need that human personal interaction to know that we are loved and forgiven, to feel that we are loved and forgiven, so that then we can go and, and do likewise to others. Because what do you say at the very end? I absolve you from your sins. You so you and you hear it. We hear, hear those it. words. You can say yeah. it in the quiet of your room. I could look at divine mercy all I want. Jesus, I trust in you, but it, I won't hear as clearly the voice of the Father telling me that I am forgiven as I do in that sacrament. Yeah, it's awesome. Now the sacrament of reconciliation has a unique and fun history. Because it wasn't always done the way that we do it now. Correct. Uh, I, and some days I think we should go back <laughs> to the way they used to do it. So they, I know you're, you're a history major, so I know you're aware of these things. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, they used to do public confessions, and it was believed at the time you could only go to confession once. Yes, save it. So the idea was <laughs> that when you were baptized, so again, like infant baptism is not, that's not an original concept. So baptism was only for adults, and it was be- they, they always knew that baptism forgave sins, uh, but they weren't always clear on what happens when you sin again, because we're human and we will sin again. Um, it's just like a serious sin, right? Like, well, hopefully not a serious sin. Well, I mean, but, but they I'm, didn't have the venial mortal distinction. But there quite was yet. there was that understanding even from the beginning that like. When they're like, because because there was sin in these communities, but like when it was a big sin, like does that automatically expel these people from? Sure. Right. That was like the big crisis was like, what if somebody has a big sin twice? Sure. Right. 
right? Like, yeah, it's not but even like little venial sin. Like they didn't really have that distinction quite yet, right? Um, so after you were baptized, then you had reconciliation or the penance, um, and then like there was nothing left for you after that, and so you 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 had those two pretty much options, and reconciliation was a very public act where you went before the bishop and you said your sins out loud and he gave you a very public penance that you had to do before you were allowed back in the church to receive the Eucharist and penances could, (laughs) they were more like punishments than what we see penance as today, um, which was (laughs) awful, but whatever it is, it is what it is. And it was what it was. Um, but actually, do you know what country brought us the the way that we celebrate the sacrament today? No, that's a, I do not know this. Tell me. Really? I no, I don't. It's I don't. one of the two, well, three greatest countries in the world. Well, and it's, if coming from you, it's got to be Ireland or Italy. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, I'll say Ireland. Ireland, that's right. The great months right. of Ireland are the ones that brought us the sacrament as we have it kind today. Of like regular confession, that idea. And the and the uh, individual part, and the, that okay. it's in private. private. Because in in Ireland, because um, you had all the clans spread out everywhere, mm. um, the, uh, the the monks, as they kind of, you know, kind of traveled around to bring the sacraments to people, um, they would start kind of meeting one-on-one and... They just got into this practice of, of regular confession because they're like because the Irish are very forgiving, merciful <laughs> people. <laughs> it has nothing to do with uh, the need to yeah. regularly go to confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean they do have they hold they hold grudges, but we're forgiving people. Um, and so they they started the the practice of what now has become how we celebrate the sacrament in, in private and uh, and it, on an individual basis that you can go often because God's mercy is is endless. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see the development of the sacrament through the first 1000 years of the church where because I mean, it's not when you say that this what we have now is different than what it was in the beginning. There there is there is truth to that obviously, but it has been the way that we've been doing it for a long time now. Right. Like Well, this, I mean in the the bones of the sacrament are the same. It's the you same confess thing. your sins you, you received were, your penance, you get absolution. Yeah. Whether that was publicly in right. the middle of the town square or privately in the sin bin like we do it now, that that the form is still there. Right. Um, and the priest still has to say, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, right. And it's, it's clearly, it's been done since time immemorial, but yeah. then our, what we, what we know as confession, we would, recognize it even if you go back hundreds and hundreds oh, of yeah. years it, you would recognize it yeah. but yeah if you went back 2000 years it would look something uh, you know considerably different but yeah it's a great it's a great uh, a great sacrament we have it here at St. Ed's we do every saturday almost almost, almost every, every saturday. saturday at noon noon to 1 and uh, oftentimes during lent and advent you add a lot of extra opportunities we do, we do during the week uh, if we have like an evening mass during Lent or Advent, we'll do confessions before mass, and, and then obviously you could always call up or stop by or That's, stop yeah. any of us priests before or after mass and just ask us. Yeah, we're always willing to forgive a sinner. It's awesome, and and that's something that I think is is forgotten is you don't have to 
go during these specifically scheduled times. If it doesn't work with your schedule, get on the phone yeah. and just schedule it when it does. You can fit it in. And there are other parishes that have multiple priests that are able to offer the sacrament many more times than yeah, parishes like here where it's just me. Right. Um, St. Mary of the Angels yeah. is a great one. It's not too far yeah. away. The right Opus Day. The Opus Day priest, yeah. they, they have confession uh, every day of the week. And for multiple hours, um, so that's an that's an easy what ten minute drive from here. Right, and that is a beautiful church. It's a gorgeous church. You can just sit there and just bask in the beauty of God. But also, you don't have to talk to someone who might recognize your voice, which <laughs> sometimes can be intimidating. And, and that is that's a that's a real that is thing. that is real. I remember um, before being ordained and getting the seminary, not wanting to go to confession to my parish priest, no. especially being in high school, and I was so close to. With our parish priest because he was in, uh, really involved in our youth group, so I totally get that. But yeah. let me tell you, as as someone who now sits on the other side of the screen or across the chair, where, depending on how you like to go to confession, we really don't. It's sins are boring, and that's why, like now, when I look back at that Rome experience. Like even if the guy did speak English, he didn't hear anything that he hadn't heard probably a million times that day. Uh, alone, right. especially being at St. Peter's, right? Um, there are <laughs> nobody's sins surprise me. Yeah, um, a lot of them are sins that I share with the majority of people, um, and even the sins that I don't share still aren't. <laughs> they're just not exciting. And yeah. uh, whether I I know the person who's confessing or I don't know them, it, even if I recognize their voice or I, or they sit right in front of me. Um, I share in the same uh, when I when I was in the seminary we had our professor teaching us how to do confessions, and he I, I and I I totally get where, what he what he meant by this. He said you know when people come in, they feel that they're at their worst, but as the confessor, we see them at their best, mm-hmm. and that's a hundred percent true. And I have someone sitting across from me whether. They're an adulterer, or they've stolen something, or they you know, have some type of, of an addiction, or they have an anger problem, or whatever their sin may be. I don't see them as their sin. I really, I see them as, some, as a disciple of Jesus that's trying to grow in holiness and be the best version of themselves. Like, and, and all of my brother priests would share... In that same, um, in that same vein, right? That that we don't we don't see you as as the sinner and the sins that you're bringing to us. We just see you as as a fellow sinner. Because again, we're we sin too, and I we all go to confession, um, uh, and and we just see you trying to be the best version of yourself. And and there's so there's no need for me to remember that you've done X, Y, or Z. Um, Cause it's, it's really just not that exciting. I think it's kind of like, right. When you look in the mirror and uh, I say, you like the general, you, every human being does this, right. We look in the mirror and we go, Oh man, that hair is just not in the right place. It looks so stupid. <laughs> and then you go out and no one else knows, right? Like yeah. you are, we are always way more self-conscious about the things that we're bringing. And we're like, Oh, I am sounding like such a terrible person, but that's a beautiful way that your your professor put it, that it does. It takes a tremendous amount of humility and grace to come and say, I screwed up. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
And that is what you're seeing, yeah. which is this person who wants the grace of God they to want help to be better. help him help her change the lifestyle that we we all fall into. And yeah. so anyway, and I think another fear that people have, and you can talk about this just to reassure, is like, oh man, the priests are probably yucking it up about confession over dinner or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Um, so the the seal of the sacrament is real. Um, so we call the the sacramental seal is. Um, that we can't we can't discuss anything outside of the sacrament. We can't connect sin to sinner, um, and if we do and we get caught doing that, we we're immediately um, excommunicated and we're immediately laicized from from the priesthood. There's yeah. no there's no mercy in breaking the seal. Um, and and I, I guarantee you, as I just said, there's 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 no exciting sins out there. You, my priesthood is far more important to me than your sins. <laughs> um, so, it is it is not worth it for me to go tell somebody that you did X, Y, or Z, and then I don't become a priest anymore. Even we can't even tell people when you if you come to us for confession. So forget about what you told us. Um, so, you know, if, if I only saw you on a particular Saturday because you came to me for confession and Whitney asked me, hey, did you see Paul on Saturday? I, I'd, have, I'd have to say no. Or That's just... why I never go face to face. He doesn't have to lie there. Yeah, yeah fair I enough. I didn't see Paul. Uh... Um, but, yeah, I couldn't tell her. If, if that was the only place I saw you, I can't tell her that you went to me for yeah. confession. And if you – another example is I can't force you to – reveal your sins so and a, a common example that comes up in our confession practicum so you steal from work which i know you would never steal from here in st edward um but you come and you confess that an you've awkward been, example you've been here. stealing from work you know you, you you take money out of the cash register um and that's your that's you know one of your sins so um restitution should definitely be part of of of, of your penance um, but I can't tell you to go back to your boss and hand over the $500 that you stole because now I'm forcing you to connect the sin to the sinner. I'm in a way breaking the seal. So I can't have you do that, but I can't tell you that the $500 that you stole, you have to donate to a charity. So the restitution is made and the seal isn't being broken. Awesome. That's how seriously we take the seal of confession. It's a little little inside baseball here about confession. See? It's awesome. It's awesome. Good stuff. Um, Father Dom... Confession, I think that a lot of people put it off, and then then it becomes this thing like, well, I haven't gone, I don't want to go now, or I'm gonna I'm gonna lie about how long it's been. I was like, just go, go, just go, make it regular, go once a month, go first Saturday. Same Pope like John that. Paul II went every day. Well, he was a terrible man, <laughs> awful <laughs> sinner, awful sinner. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. I, you know, we did um, New Year, New Me confessions on New Year's Eve. We had confessions from noon to 4 p.m. I had COVID. Just so I in, to go. in the, the one hour, I had other priests come in to, to help me. But in the one hour I was in the sin bin, I had four people that hadn't been to confession in over 20 years. That's awesome. Um, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. They made, they made the hour of all the people that came in. Because those four people hadn't been, and, and heaven rejoices. We, we read yeah. throughout the scriptures. The one lost sheep that comes back. <laughs> right, me. the prodigal son. They right? all Kill rejoice. the fatty calf. And that's, 
And that's what I tell people when they haven't been in a long time. They come back and they tell me, I, I say, heaven is rejoicing right now. You're the lost sheep that has returned. This isn't, this isn't something to be ashamed of. Now it's something to rejoice in. But that doesn't mean that everyone should wait 20 years so you no, get a bigger not party. Just, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, but no, just come, right? Then you come more often. Yeah, right? it's it's a great sacrament. It's a wonderful thing. And bring kids. Like yes. I, I, I bring my daughter, and it's just and because a lot of times, oh, I don't know, kids are. She, no. she doesn't even. It doesn't phase her. She's like, oh, we're going to confession. Cool. That's what I. It's just something I do. And I mean, she goes in there. You talk about sins. Like she's pelting you with marshmallows. Oh, right? That's most kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like boom, boom. Um, but it's just it's a habit, right? Of yeah. like it's okay for Gets me to go. And say I'm sorry, and to receive and to hear. And what child do we not want to get into the habit of being contrite for things that they've done wrong, and then they go and seek forgiveness for those things? Right. Examine that conscience. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So anyway, bring your kids, bring yourself, bring your family. Go to confession. Noon every Saturday. We love it. Do it. All right. I think we've treated the sacrament well. I think a lot of inside uh, information here. That's what we're here for here at here at Ed Talks. All right, well, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is our podcast where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen.